These are new state questions for the Missouri Real Estate Examination. I'll be reading the questions and the answers. Please understand that in the main course, the answers will be adjusted or will rotate each time you take the questions. Therefore, I will not be reading an A, B, C, or D. I will just read each specific choice. I will read the question again and then read the correct answer. First question, chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes is Code of Ethics, License Law, MLS Rules, for commercial agents only. Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes is the License Law. Susie is employed by Broker Joe to show rental properties that he manages. She shows rental units, collects security deposit checks made payable to the owner, and delivers leases. Based on these situations or actions, Susie must be a real estate licensee to perform these duties, is violating Missouri Real Estate Commission rules, is creating a criminal offense, is not required to be a Missouri real estate licensee. Well, again, if Susie is employed by Broker Joe to show rental properties that he manages, she's only showing units, collecting security deposit checks made payable to the owner and delivers leases. Based upon these actions, Susie is not required to be a Missouri real estate licensee. Now, don't forget, Joe, the broker, is required to be a broker and be licensed in Missouri, but Susie can perform those various functions outlined without a license. The purpose of Missouri license law is... Fine licensees for complaints filed on proper forms. Protect licensees from being sued. Protect the public. Collect dues. The purpose of Missouri license law is protect the public. Always remember that. Broker Joe believes he is due commission from Broker Susie because of a buyer she procured for a listing that closed. Joe files a complaint with the Missouri Real Estate Commission. The MREC, which also stands for Missouri Real Estate Commission, will, and the answer is B, Dismiss the case, or just keep in mind and understand the Missouri Real Estate Commission will not get involved 
in commission disputes. So I could read you all of the answers for this question, but you just need to understand the case would be dismissed. Or if you see an answer that says the MREC will not get involved in commission disputes, that is the correct answer. Real estate, as defined by Chapter 339 of Missouri Statutes, includes freehold but not leasehold estates located in Missouri, leasehold but not freehold estates located in Missouri, leasehold and freehold estates only located in Missouri, leaseholds and any other interest or estate in land, freehold or non-freehold, located in Missouri. Real estate as defined by Chapter 339 of Missouri Statutes includes, well, it was the last choice I read you, leaseholds, and any other interest or estates in land, freehold or non-freehold, located in Missouri. An auctioneer employed by the owner of a property would be defined as someone who is not required to hold a Missouri real estate license, Someone required to have a valid Missouri real estate license. Someone required to take two days of continuing education. Someone who could sell real estate for a broker. Again, an auctioneer employed by the owner of a property would be defined as someone who is not required to hold a Missouri real estate license. Don't forget, auctioneers are exempt from having to have a real estate license. So again, the correct answer would be someone who is not required to hold a Missouri real estate license. A seller disputes the return of a buyer's earnest money held in the brokerage escrow account after the buyer backed out of the sale 65 days ago. There will be no civil action in this instance. How should the broker proceed in this situation? The broker can choose to immediately pay the escrow monies to the party opposite the party that failed to perform. The broker can keep the escrow monies in the escrow account for an indefinite period as long as the monies are untouched. The broker can, based on good faith, decision, pay the escrow monies to the party opposite the party that failed to perform after all parties have been given 15 days written notice by certified mail. The broker must insist that the seller sue the buyer for non-performance.
Again, a seller disputes the return of a buyer's earnest money held in the brokerage escrow account after the buyer backed out of the sale 65 days ago. There will be no civil action in this instance. How should the broker proceed in this situation? The correct answer is the broker can, based on good faith, based on a good faith decision, pay the escrow monies to the party opposite the party that failed to perform after all parties have been given 15 days written notice by certified mail. Remember, when 60 days has gone by, and in our problem, it had been 65 days and there was no civil action, then the broker can send a certified mail explaining where they will disperse the money, and if there has been no response after 15 15 days, and the certified mail, the broker could go on and pay the money. The Missouri Real Estate Commission consists of nine brokers and one public member, six broker members and one public member, 12 broker members, six public members, and one broker member. The Missouri Real Estate Commission consists of six broker members and one public member. Remember, there are seven Missouri Real Estate Commissioners. Six of them must be brokers. One is a public member. Mary is a police officer and is applying for her real estate license. 30 days ago, Mary completed a background check with her police force. Must Mary apply for a fingerprint background check for her real estate license? Yes, Mary is required to complete an application for fingerprint background check. No, Mary is exempt because she is a police officer. Mary is exempt from the Missouri State Highway Patrol, but not the Federal Bureau of Investigation background checks. No, Mary is exempt because the background check she completed through her police force falls within the 90-day time frame for licensing. Although that last answer may sound very attractive, the correct answer is that Yes, Mary is required to complete an application for fingerprint background check. So it does not matter if Mary recently had a background check as a police officer or any other type of profession. When you apply for a license through the Missouri Real Estate Commission, you will need to do a background check again. Mark received a certificate of successful completion of the 48-hour pre-exam course on February 15th. Mark passed his salesperson exam on March 28th. He successfully completed the 24-hour Missouri Real Estate Practice course and applied for his fingerprint background check 
on August 14th and applied for his license on August 28th. What would be the reason Mark's application was denied by the Missouri Real Estate Commission? Now, again, you need to read through this question. It's kind of a long question, but Mark received a certificate of successful completion of the 48-hour pre-exam course on February 15th. Mark passed his salesperson exam on March 28th. He successfully completed the 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course and applied for his fingerprint background check on August 14th and applied for his license on August 28th. What would be the reason Mark's application was denied by the MREC? Mark was not a high school graduate. That's not the correct answer. Mark did not apply for the license within 90 days from passing his exam. Well, that's not the correct answer. Remember, there is 180 days from the date you finished the 48-hour pre-license course, which Mark completed on February 15th. Mark failed to apply for the license within six months of the date of completion on the certificate for the 48 pre-exam course. And that's the correct answer. So if you counted from February 15th, that would be March 15th, April 15th, May 15th, June 15th, July 15th is the fifth month, and August 15th is the sixth month. Mark did not get his application in until August 28th, which is after the 180 days. An applicant has received a master's degree in real estate from an accredited university. Would the MREC automatically exempt the applicant from completing the 48-hour salesperson pre-exam course prior to taking the exam? No, the MREC may waive all or part of the education requirements for the applicant. No, the MREC will never waive any educational requirements for the applicant. Well, the word never tells us that's an incorrect choice. Yes, an applicant with a master's degree in real estate is automatically exempt. I don't think we've talked about that, so we can rule that answer out. Yes, however, the applicant is only exempt from the national law curriculum and would still be required to complete the state curriculum. Well, that does apply for out-of-state licensees, However, in this example, the correct answer is the first choice I read. No, the MREC may waive all or part of the educational requirements for the applicant. Sandy applied for her salesperson's license and was issued a temporary work permit. What is the best answer for the reason Sandy receives a work permit? 
Sandy did not send payment with her application. Sandy did not sign her application. Sandy's fingerprint background check was not yet complete. Mandy's broker did not sign her application. Sandy applied for her salesperson license and was issued a temporary work permit. What is the best answer for the reason Sandy receives a work permit? And the correct answer is Sandy's fingerprint background check was not yet complete. An unlicensed partner in a limited partnership has committed an act of moral turpitude in the past. And I'm hoping I pronounced that word correctly. Is it possible a licensee would not be issued to the partnership? So an unlicensed partner in a limited partnership has committed an act of moral turpitude in the past. Is it possible a licensee would not be issued to the partnership? And the correct answer is, in this instance, it is possible the MREC would deny licensure to the partnership. So... There were several other choices there, but just understand that in this instance, it is possible the MREC would deny licensure to a partnership. Of the following, which is required when applying for a Missouri salesperson or broker license? A Missouri driver's license? Proof of United States citizenship? Proof that application is at least 21 years of age. The applicant must be at least 18 years of age. Of the following, which is required when applying for a Missouri real estate salesperson's license? The applicant must be at least 18 years of age. When renewing a license, a broker must provide evidence of Completion of 12 hours of continuing education approved by the MREC? And that's the correct answer. The other choices are completion of nine hours, and you take nine hours of elective, three hours of required, so that is not correct. Completion of both six hours continuing education and the Missouri Real Estate Practice course, that is not correct. Completion of at least 12 hours of salesmanship courses. And remember, salesmanship courses on time management, on marketing, on technology do not apply for CE. Continuing education courses must be there to benefit the consumer or the public. So the correct answer, when renewing a license, a broker must provide evidence of completion of 12 hours of continuing education approved by the MREC. Broker Sandy owned a real estate company and had two salespersons licensed in the brokerage. Broker Sandy died. Sandy's son, John, had been previously appointed by Sandy as executor 
of her estate. John petitioned the MREC to issue him a temporary broker's license. The best reason for this is to sell the business to another broker, to make sure the two active salespersons receive payment for their active listings, to wind up the affairs of broker Sandy, to find buyers for the current listings. The correct answer is to wind up the affairs of broker Sandy. A broker must notify the commission within blank days after a change of address becomes effective. Well, is it 72 hours, 3 weeks, 10 days, or 5 days? How many days must a broker notify the commission after the change of address becomes effective? The correct answer is 10 days. To maintain a license as inactive, a licensee must complete 12 hours of continuing education biannually and renew the license as inactive, renew the inactive license biannually prior to the license renewal date, complete the 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course every two years, or obtain the signature of the sponsoring broker on the application from prior to submitting it to the commission. So to maintain a license as inactive, a licensee must renew the license biannually prior to the renewal date. You do not have to take continuing education or do anything else as an inactive licensee but you must renew your license. Now remember, brokers, June 30th of even years, salespersons, September 30th of even years. And do not forget that in order to reactivate your license, if you are inactive, you would be required to take the Missouri 24-hour practice course. Broker Janet is opening her own brokerage, but will be using the name Best Brokerage as her company name. Broker Janet must send a certified letter to the MREC stating the name of the brokerage as registered with the Secretary of State, submit a request for name change to the commission accompanied by a proper documentation, Apply for a licensure with the commission, noting the business name on property forms or property forms. And finally, furnish the commission a copy of the official registration from the Secretary of State. That is the correct answer. So you can operate under a fictitious name. You must register that fictitious name with the Secretary of State and then send the official registration that you receive from the Secretary of State to the Missouri Real Estate Commission for their records. A salesperson is transferring to another broker. At what point is the licensee deemed transferred 
to the new broker. At the time the completed license application is mailed by regular mail, at the time the completed license application is received by the commission, at the time the completed license application is marked by trackable mail, or at the time the new broker signs the license application. So if a salesperson is transferring to another broker, at what point is a licensee deemed transferred to the new broker? And the correct answer is at the time the completed license application is mailed by trackable mail. A broker must return the license of a licensee who has been terminated within blank of the termination. 72 hours, 48 hours, 10 days, or 24 hours. How long does a broker have when they terminate someone to respond of this termination? And the correct answer is 72 hours. When a salesperson transfers from one broker to another broker, the salesperson's current listings and rather than read all of the answers, remember, we've talked about this throughout the course, the listings are between the broker and the client. So the correct answer is stay with the current broker. When a salesperson transfers from one broker to another broker, the salesperson's current listings stay with the current broker. A salesperson licensed is in an inactive status can be reactivated by when the applicant provides evidence of completion of the Missouri real estate practice course. And that's the 24 hour Missouri practice course, no longer than six months from the completion date of the certificate. That's the correct answer. So a salesperson's license is an inactive status, can be reactivated when the applicant provides evidence of completion of the 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course no longer than six months from the completion date that is on the certificate. Just as you have six months from completing the 48-hour course to, to apply for your license, you have six months from the completion of the 24-hour course if you are reactivating your license from an inactive status. I'm not going to read the balance of the answers there. Just remember, if you want to make your license active, if you are on an inactive status, you want to reactivate and become active again, you must take the 24-hour Missouri practice course and the date you complete that, you have six months to get your application in, which would also require new fingerprinting. Broker Sam wishes to work under the supervision of Broker Mary at Broker Mary's company. Broker Sam will keep his license as a broker, 
must sign a partnership agreement with Broker Mary, shall surrender his license to the commission for the conversion to a broker salesperson's license, shall surrender his license to the commission for for conversion to salesperson's license. So Broker Sam wishes to work under the supervision of Broker Mary at Broker Mary's company. Broker Sam, the correct answer is, shall surrender his license to the commission by the conversion to a broker salesperson's license. Broker Sarah has managed Twin Oaks Realty for five years. Broker Sarah became ill and decided to step down as manager, but wanted to stay on as a selling agent. Broker Charlotte was hired and received license as the new broker of Twin Oaks Realty. Broker Sarah, and again, Sarah's the one who became ill and wanted to step down as manager and become active as a selling agent. The first choice is Broker Sarah would surrender her broker license to the commission for the conversion to broker salesperson and could no longer have other salespersons licensed under her? That's the correct answer. The other choices would be, would continue as co-broker with Broker Charlotte. We know that's not true. Would be responsible for all brokerage salespersons' activities. Well, that would not be true if she's stepping down as the broker manager. And the last choice was, would still have the salesperson who were hired during her tenure, be licensed under her. And that is not true either. So the correct answer, again, if broker Sarah is stepping down because she's ill and she wants to only be a selling agent, she would surrender her broker license to the commission for conversion to broker salesperson and could no longer have other salespersons licensed under her. Marvin is a person who holds a broker license in good standing. Marvin is not the manager of the brokerage, but is an officer in the brokerage corporation. Marvin is most likely a broker owner, broker associate, broker officer, or broker. And the correct answer is a broker officer. Again, this is a corporation, so Marvin is not the manager of the brokerage, but is an officer in the brokerage corporation. Marvin is most likely a broker officer. Robert works the front desk at Mark One Real Estate Company. Robert answers phones, prepares flyers for the agents, assist callers with pricing and amenities on listed properties, and takes messages for the agents. Robert is not required to have a Missouri real estate license, is required to have a Missouri real estate license, is considered an employee, is considered an assistant. Again, Robert works the front desk at Mark One Real Estate Company. Robert answers phones, prepares flyers for the agents, 
assist sellers or callers with pricing and amenities on listed properties. And that's the that's the key part of that question and takes messages for the agents. Well, since Robert is assisting callers with pricing and amenities on properties, Robert is required to have a Missouri real estate license. An applicant who is denied a license must be notified by the commission in writing and within 10 days the reason the application was denied has 10 days to appeal the denial in writing must be notified by the commission in writing stating the reasons for denial can make it no appeal to the commission an applicant who is denied a license must be notified by the commission in writing stating the reasons for denial. The other two choices had a number included with those. And so, again, the correct answer would just be must be notified by the commission in writing the reasons for denial. An applicant was denied a license and was notified by the commission. Does the applicant have any recourse? The applicant has no recourse. The applicant can appeal to the MREC. The applicant could reapply for license after 60 days. The applicant has the right to file a complaint with the AHC. Remember, the AHC is referred to as the Administrative Hearing Commission, which is a licensed attorney that is able to practice before the Missouri Supreme Court. So if an applicant is denied a license and notified by the commission, does the applicant have any recourse? The answer is yes. The applicant has the right to file a complaint with the AHC. Auctioneer Dan is paid by property owners to auction a property. Auctioneer Dan is required to hold a Missouri broker's license is required to hold a Missouri salesperson license, must work under a licensed broker, is exempt from real estate licensing requirements. Auctioneer Dan is paid by property owners to auction a property. Auctioneer Dan is exempt from real estate licensing requirements. Remember, Auctioneers do not have to have a license to auction off the real estate for a seller. An employee who assists a broker in administrative, clerical, or maintenance task is required to hold a license, is not required to hold a license, must disclose that he or she is an employee of the broker, can only be a salaried employee. An employee who assists a broker in administrative, clerical, or maintenance task 
The correct answer is not required to hold a license. A person applying for a salesperson's license is required to submit all of the following except proof of successful completion of the 48-hour salesperson's pre-examination course, copy of government-issued identification, application from a form approved by the commission, proof of satisfactory completion of both national and state portions of the required examination. Now, again, this question says a person applying for a salesperson license is required to submit all of the following except copy of government-issued identification. You don't need that, but you need successful completion of the 48-hour salesperson's pre-examination course. You need an application form that's approved by the commission. And you need proof of satisfactory completion of both national and state portions of the required examination. Now, again, you will also need your 24-hour practice completion certificate, and you will also need your fingerprints. So uh, keep in mind, you do not need a copy of a government-issued identification. Upon receipt of application for license, the commission has blank to respond to the applicant within a decision of acceptance or denial, 30 days, 10 days, a reasonable length of time, nor, no more than three months. Well, we just had a question about the response to a denied applicant. And remember, there was no days or dates mentioned in there. And the same is true here. Upon receipt of application for license, the commission has blank to respond to the applicant with a decision of acceptance or denial. And the correct answer is a reasonable length of time. There is no uh, specified time period or number of days. A licensed salesperson for a broker license must provide evidence of having been an actively licensed Missouri salesperson for no less than 24 of the last 30 months immediately preceding the date of application for license. Proof of successful completion of the 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course. Proof of successful completion of the 48-hour broker examination course no more than 12 months prior to the receipt date of the application by the commission. Having been an actively licensed Missouri salesperson for no less than 30 months immediately preceding the date of application for license. So a licensed salesperson for a broker's license must provide evidence of was the first choice having been an actively licensed Missouri salesperson for no less than 24 of the last 30 months immediately preceding the date of application for license. Joe successfully completed the 48-hour Missouri real estate salesperson pre-exam 
and 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course, just like you are doing right now. Satisfactorily passed the Missouri salesperson's licensing exam, completed the requirements for the criminal background check, applied for and is awaiting the arrival of his salesperson's license via the broker he has signed with. Joe can announce on social media sites that he will soon be licensed and looking for clients to buy or sell homes, contact his family members and ask for referrals from acquaintances who will be wanting to list their homes for sale, wait for his broker's receipt of his license before marketing real estate services. And a quick hint, that's the correct answer. And finally, let his close friends only know that he will soon have his license and will be looking for new clients. Now, as I'm sure as anxiously as you want to begin marketing your services on social media and to your friends and family, you cannot do that until the broker's receipt of your license before marketing any real estate services. Just remember that. A salesperson candidate must successfully complete the 48-hour Missouri salesperson pre-examination course. In addition, the candidate must complete 12 hours of approved continuing education, 24 hours of Missouri real estate practice course, 72 hours Missouri real estate practice course, 24 hours approved continuing education. And the correct answer is 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course. Now, don't forget, when you complete the 48-hour salesperson pre-examination course, you must also pass your examinations. Then you want to pass and complete the 24-hour practice course obtain your fingerprints, and then complete the approved form or application through the Missouri Real Estate Commission along with your broker's signature. Now, one side note here, I want you to make sure you understand. You cannot apply for the exam until after you complete the 48-hour pre-license examination course. Do not take the 24-hour Missouri practice course before the 48-hour course. It will not be valid if you do that. So complete the 48-hour course first, as you were doing. Take your examinations, pass those, then come back and complete the 24-hour practice course. The, the requirement To take the Missouri real estate exam is successful completion of 72 hours of approved Missouri pre-license course. Well, we know that's not true because it's only a 48-hour course. Successful completion of 24 hours of approved Missouri real estate practice course. No, I just told you that. You cannot take the 24-hour course you want to make sure that you take the 48-hour course first. Successful completion of the approved 12 hours core Missouri real estate 
law courses from an approved provider. That's not true. And successful completion of an approved 48-hour Missouri salesperson's pre-examination course from an approved provider. That's the correct answer. So again, to recap, you're going to complete the 48-hour course. Once you complete the 48-hour course, you have how many days to get all of your other information done and pass the exams? 180 days, six months. Complete the 48-hour course. Then apply for the examinations. Then complete your 24-hour Missouri practice course. Then you want to be fingerprinted and complete the application. Now, as a side note, you can take the 24-hour practice course prior to taking your examinations. However, you cannot start the 24-hour course or complete it before the 48-hour course. So just keep in mind, you have to complete the 48-hour course first. Then if you wanted to, you could complete the 24-hour course. My recommendation is complete the 48-hour course, apply for the exam, pass the exams, then take the practice course, then get fingerprinted, then interview with brokers, sign the brokers, uh, get the broker's signature, and complete the approved form from the Missouri Real Estate Commission and apply for your license. And again, all of that needs to be done within 180 days from the date you complete the 48-hour pre-license examination course. Licensed candidate Sam successfully completed the 48-hour Missouri salesperson pre-examination course from an approved provider on March 1st. Now, as a side note, if Sam finished the 48-hour course on March 1st, the 180 days will begin from that date. Sam passed the license examination and completed the 24-hour Missouri real estate practice course by June 15th. We don't care about that. We only care about the 180 days from March 1st. He completed the application for his criminal background check. Sam was called out of the country and did not return until October 15th. Sam, the correct answer is, must repeat all required courses, examination, and background check prior to applying for a license. Because March 1st, we would count forward April 1, May 1, June 1, July 1, August 1, September 1, October 1 is seven months, and October 15th is longer than that. And so Sam only had the six-month window, so he must repeat everything, courses, examination, background check, etc. The MREC 
may waive all or part of the educational requirements for a salesperson's licensing. Never, the MREC requires that all applicants complete 72 hours of pre-licensing. Well, the word never tips us off there, and 72 hours also tips us off. The next answer is if an applicant presents proof of other educational background acceptable to the MREC, and that's the correct answer. They could waive all or part of the educational requirements if an applicant presents proof of other educational background acceptable by the MREC. The MREC may waive all or part of the educational requirements for salesperson licensing. Again, remember that if an applicant presents proof of other educational background acceptable to the MREC, they may waive the requirements for the educational part of salesperson licensing, but they will still require them to take the examination. Which of the following combination of continuing education courses would be acceptable for license renewal? Six hours elective and three hours core, six hours Missouri real estate law and three hours elective, 12 hours elective, 12 hours elective and three hours core. And I'm just realizing there's a typo there and that should be nine hours elective and three hours core. So the correct answer is nine hours elective Three hours core. Which of the following combination of continuing education courses would be acceptable for license renewal? Six hours elective and three hours core. Six hours of Missouri real estate license law and three hours elective. Twelve hours elective. Nine hours elective and three hours core. And the correct answer is nine hours elective and three hours core. A course approved for continuing education in Arkansas will automatically be approved for continuing education credit in Missouri, will only be approved for continuing education credit in Missouri if it is offered by NAR, that is an abbreviation for the National Association of Realtors, may be approved for continuing education credit by the MREC if submitted for approval on proper forms, would never be approved for continuing education credit by the MREC. Well, remember that a course approved for continuing education in Arkansas or in any other state may be approved for continuing education credit by the MREC if submitted for approval on proper forms. A licensee that completes the 12-hour continuing education requirement takes an additional three-hour course and receives elective credit for the school. In the case, or in this case, the licensee 
can carry forward the additional credit to the next renewal period? Well, you cannot carry credits forward. Remember that. Cannot carry forward the additional credit to the next renewal period, and that's the correct answer, so remember that. The other choices are can can petition the MREC. Well, that's not going to do any good because you cannot carry credits forward. And the last choice was can ask the school to post-date the certificate for the next renewal period. And, of course, schools could get in big trouble for that. So, again, the correct answer is if you take additional CE, you cannot carry it forward, the additional credit to the next renewal period. Of the following course offerings, which would most likely not be considered by the Missouri Real Estate Commission to meet continuing education requirements? A course on commercial brokerage relationships, a course on federal fair housing, a course on property management escrow accounts, or a course on building a social media page. Remember, the Real Estate Commission will not approve marketing and professional development courses such as salesmanship, time management, etc. They have to be courses to protect the public. So the correct answer is, of the following course offerings, which would most likely not be considered by the Commission to meet Missouri continuing education requirements? A course on building a social media page. That would not be approved. A licensee made a complaint about another licensee to the Missouri Real Estate Commission. What would be the best answer why the MREC stated, or pardon me, started an investigation? The licensee filed the complaint in writing and on proper forms stating clearly the alleged violation. The licensee sent an email to the MREC clearly stating the violation. The MREC received a phone call from the broker whose licensee felt there was a violation. The licensee filed the complaint in writing and on proper forms stating the alleged violation. And my apologies here, I'll need to fix that. But the correct answer is the licensee filed the complaint in writing and on proper form, stating clearly the alleged violation. Evidently, we have two choices there with the same answer. But here's what you need to remember or take away. Anytime the Missouri Real Estate Commission receives a complaint in writing on the proper forms, stating clearly the alleged violation, then they must start an investigation. So, I will correct that specific question. There's just two right answers, and um, you could you could get that right in the material, but I'm going to fix that. A licensee made a complaint about another licensee to the Missouri Real Estate Commission. What would be the best answer why the MREC started an investigation? 
The licensee filed the complaint in writing and on proper forms stating clearly the alleged violation. The licensee sent an email to the MREC stating clearly the alleged violation. The MREC received a phone call from the broker whose licensee felt there was a violation. Or the licensee provided an oral complaint stating the alleged violation. And the correct answer is if the licensee filed the complaint in writing and on the proper form stating clearly the alleged violation, the MREC must start an investigation. The Missouri Real Estate Commission dismissed a complaint because it was not filed on proper forms. The MREC might automatically suspend the license of the complainant, dismiss the complaint, but initiate a complaint on their own motion, file civil penalties against the licensee named in the complaint, put the complaint on hold, and contact the complainant to complete the proper forms. So the Missouri Real Estate Commission dismissed a complaint because it was not filed on proper forms. The MREC might dismiss the complaint, but initiate a complaint on their own motion. Disciplinary proceedings exist for the benefit of licensees and their brokers, brokers whose license have violated Missouri statutes, members of the public who submit complaints to the MREC, the Board of Realtors. Disciplinary proceedings exist for the benefit of members of the public who submit complaints to the MREC. When a complaint is received by the MREC, the complainant will receive in writing acknowledgement of receipt and of the final disposition of the complaint, will receive in writing within 10 days acknowledgement of the receipt, will remain anonymous to the licensee, will receive acknowledgement of receipt via certified mail. When a complaint is received by the MREC, the complaint will receive in writing acknowledgement of receipt and of the final disposition of the complaint. The MREC received a written complaint on proper forms. The MREC shall decide whether to start an investigation, immediately dismiss the case if the MREC feels there is no case, pending investigation, suspend the licensee's license against whom the complaint is made, investigate the actions of the licensee against whom the complaint is made. 
Again, if the MREC received a written complaint on proper forms, the MREC shall investigate the actions of the licensee against whom the complaint is made. When the MREC investigates a licensee, the complainant is always provided a copy of the licensee's written answer to the complaint. The licensee's broker will be subpoenaed to provide testimony. The commission may request the licensee under investigation to answer the charges in writing. The licensee under investigation will be required to obtain legal counsel. Again, when the Missouri Real Estate Commission or MREC investigates a licensee, the correct answer is the commission may request the licensee under investigation to answer the charges in writing. The Missouri Real Estate Commission, when holding an, investiga an investigatory hearing to determine violation of Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes, could subpoena any person in the United States to appear before the commission and offer testimony, subpoena all records that have been, that have a bearing on the complaint, subpoena only persons who are eyewitnesses to a possible violation of the statutes, require the licensee under complaint to hire legal counsel for defense. So again, the question is the Missouri Real Estate Commission, when holding an, an investigatory hearing to determine violation of Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes, could subpoena all records that have a bearing on the complaint. After holding an investigation, the Missouri Real Estate Commission has determined that a licensee is guilty of violating Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes. The MREC would immediately impose penalty on the licensee, immediately suspend the licensee's license, send the case to the Administrative Hearing Commission for another hearing, send the case to the Administrative Hearing to impose punishment. So after holding an investigation, the MREC has determined that a licensee is guilty of violating Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes. The MREC would, in this case, send the case to the AHC, the Administrative Hearing Commission, for a hearing. So remember, the MREC will do the investigation, and if they determine that there is a guilty violation or the licensee is guilty of a violation, they will then send it over to the AHC for the actual hearing. The AHC then recommends punishment if they are found guilty, and it's the Missouri Real Estate Commission who would actually set the final say-so for the punishment. Now, the AHC could also determine that there's no violation and dismiss the case. 
But in this example, when the MRECs determined that a licensee is guilty of violating Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes, the MREC would send the case to the Administrative Hearing Commission for another hearing. A person found guilty of violating Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes Law shall have his license immediately suspended, be fined up to $250 per day of the continued violation, have his license immediately revoked, or be guilty of a Class B misdemeanor. A person found guilty of violating Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statute Laws shall be guilty of a Class B misdemeanor. A broker maintains a balance of $500 of her personal funds in her separate escrow account. Is this considered a violation of Missouri statutes? No, a broker may keep up to 1000 of her personal funds in the escrow account to cover office expenses. No, a broker may keep up to 1000 of her personal funds in the escrow account to cover bank service charges. Note the difference there. Personal office expenses or bank service charges. Yes, this is considered commingling personal funds with the escrow account. Yes, a broker can only keep up to $100 of personal funds in the escrow. And again, the correct answer is no, a broker may keep up to 1000 of her personal funds in the escrow account to cover bank service charges. After the MREC has determined a licensee shall have his license revoked, the person whose license was revoked has the right to appeal to the Administrative Hearing Commission, has no recourse over the punishment once it has been decided, has the right to appeal to the MREC, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense because it's the MREC who's made the decision, has the right to appear before a panel of his peers to have his license reinstated. So anytime the MREC is determined a licensee shall have his license revoked, the person whose license was revoked always has the right to appeal to the Administrative Hearing Commission. If an investigation discloses a probability that the acts of the licensee may justify disciplinary action, the matter will be presented to the Administrative Hearing Commission for recommendation of punishment, will be presented to the Administrative Hearing Commission for determination, will be presented to the Administrative Hearing Commission for another investigation, may be presented to the Administrative Hearing Commission for determination of guilt or innocence. So if an investigation discloses a probability that the acts of the licensee may justify dis disciplinary action, 
the matter will always be presented to the Administrative Hearing Commission for determination. In other words, did a violation occur or not? They will also recommend punishment, but the MREC will have the final say-so for disciplinary action. The Administrative Hearing Commission has ruled that the acts of a licensee constitute a violation of license law. The MREC shall immediately revoke the license of the, off- of the offending licensee, immediately suspend the license of the offending licensee, petition the AHC for the recommended of the offending licensee, proceed to revoke, suspend, or otherwise impose authorized as it deems appropriate. So if the Administrative Hearing Commission has ruled that the acts of a licensee constitute a violation of the license law, the MREC shall proceed to instill you know, to instill their disciplinary action, which would be, and the correct answer is, proceed to revoke, suspend, or otherwise impose a penalty authorized as it deems appropriate. In which of the following situations might the MREC suspend the license of a licensee? A complaint submitted on proper forms has been filed against the licensee. The MREC has completed an investigation, determined the licensee is guilty, and is awaiting the final review by the AHC. The AHC, Administrative Hearing Commission, has determined the licensee is guilty and has recommended punishment. The Administrative Hearing Commission has determined the licensee is innocent. So in which of the following situations might the MREC suspend the license of a licensee? When the AHC, Administrative Hearing Commission, has determined the licensee is guilty and has recommended punishment. Again, so you understand the process, a complaint comes in on the proper forms signed with the alleged violation. The MREC must open or begin an investigation. Through their investigation, if they believe someone has violated the Missouri statutes or license law, they then send it over to the AHC, the Administrative Hearing Commission. This person will then hold a hearing, look at all the facts and evidence, and will make a decision. A violation occurred or one did not occur. If a violation occurred, they make that verdict, send it back to the Missouri Real Estate Commission with their recommended punishment. But who sets the final disciplinary action? 
the Missouri Real Estate Commission. And then we've learned also that the person who is found guilty has the right to appeal this decision back to the Administrative Hearing Commission. A broker, after her license was revoked by the Missouri Real Estate Commission for misrepresentation of client funds, wants to petition the MREC to have her license reinstated. The MREC would never reinstate a revoked license under any conditions. Could reinstate the license but as a salesperson only and not as a broker. Would reinstate the license after restitution of money to the client? Or finally, and this is the correct answer, may require the licensee to meet certain conditions before reinstating the license to the broker. If after a hearing, the AHC recommends punishment, the MREC may impose a civil penalty not to exceed $2,500 for each offense, may impose a minimum fine of $2,500 per offense, will immediately suspend the licensee and impose a civil fine, will impose a civil penalty in an amount equal to the monetary value of the offense, but not to exceed 25000 If after a hearing the AHC recommends punishment, the MREC may impose a civil penalty not to exceed 2500 for each offense. Each day, a licensee's continued violation of Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes is cause for immediate revocation of the license, shall constitute a separate offense, shall be reported to the Administrative Hearing Commission, shall be reported to the licensee's broker. Each day of a licensee's continued violation of Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes shall constitute a separate offense. The Administrative Hearing Commission has ruled that a property manager is guilty of commingling personal funds with client funds. The AHC would immediately suspend the license and send the results of the hearing to the MREC to determine further punishment, would recommend that the MREC suspend the license of the property manager until restitution is made, would notify the MREC of the results of the hearing so that the MREC could take appropriate authorized action against the property manager. And that is the correct answer. And the final choice was, would notify the MREC that the property manager is guilty and notify the attorney general that the offense has been committed. So again, the Administrative Hearing Commission has ruled 
that a property manager is guilty of commingling personal funds with client funds, the AHC would notify the MREC of the results of the hearing so that the MREC could take appropriate authorized action against the property manager. Decisions of the Administrative Hearing Commission concerning complaints against the licensees are sent by certified mail to the designated broker, may be sent by email from the Missouri Real Estate Commission to the designated broker, are mailed to all brokers monthly, may be mailed to all licensees periodically. Decisions of the AHC Commission concerning complaints against licensees actually may be mailed to the licensees periodically, and that is a newsletter you may receive from time to time listing the decisions of the Administrative Hearing Commission. An applicant has pleaded guilty to a dangerous felony and was denied licensure. Could the applicant appeal? No, a person who pleads guilty to a dangerous felony can never qualify for a license. No, because the applicant has pled guilty, there is no possibility for appeal. Yes, the applicant has the right to appeal to the MREC within 90 days. Yes, the applicant can appeal to the AHC within 90 days. So if an applicant has pled guilty to a dangerous felony and was denied a license by the MREC, could the applicant appeal? And the answer is yes, the applicant can appeal to the Administrative Hearing Commission, the AHC, within 90 days. An unlicensed person has been found guilty of practicing real estate activities without a license. After the AHC has recommended punishment, the MREC may fine the violator a civil penalty up to $2,500 for each offense with a maximum will find the violator a civil penalty of a minimum of $2,500 for practicing real estate without a license, may not find the violator because the MREC has no jurisdiction over the general public, will file a cease and desist order with the AHC. Now, if an unlicensed person has been found guilty of practicing real estate activities without a license, after the AHC has recommended punishment, the MREC may fine the violator a civil penalty up to $2,500 for each offense with a maximum. Okay, so keep that in mind. An unlicensed person found guilty of practicing real estate without a license shall be fined $2,500. 
shall be guilty of a class B misdemeanor, shall be guilty of a felony, shall be refused a licensure for life. Well, an unlicensed person found guilty of practicing real estate without a license shall be guilty of a class B misdemeanor. If a person is found to be practicing real estate without a valid Missouri license, the MREC can file an injunction to discontinue the action. The attorney general can force the person to cease and desist. The AHC will file an injunction in the county court where the person is practicing. The person is guilty of committing a felony. Now, we just studied it's a Class B misdemeanor. But if a person is found to be practicing real estate with a valid Missouri, without a valid Missouri real estate license, the MREC, the Missouri Real Estate Commission, can file an injunction to discontinue the action. After an investigation, the MREC learns that a person is practicing real estate without a valid Missouri real estate license. In this situation, the MREC will send a letter to cyst, cease and desist. The MREC can file a restraining order in a court of general jurisdiction. The MREC will have the person arrested. The MREC can sue the person for damages. So after an investigation, the MREC learns that a person is practicing real estate without a valid Missouri real estate license. In this situation, the MREC can file a restraining order in a court of general jurisdiction. A licensed Missouri broker allows a licensed Arkansas salesperson to pay him a fee to assist a client one time in purchasing a home in Missouri. Is this permissible? Yes, if the salesperson has a valid Arkansas license, this is acceptable. Yes, this is permissible if the Arkansas salesperson pays the broker a fee. No, this is not permissible because the Arkansas salesperson does not belong to the broker's company. No, this is not permissible because a broker cannot receive a fee for the use of the broker's license by others. So a licensed Missouri broker allows a licensed Arkansas salesperson to pay him a fee to assist a client one time in purchasing a home in Missouri. Is this permissible? No, this is not permissible because a broker cannot receive a fee for the use of the broker's license by others. A real estate brokerage has 1,000 agents split between the main office and one branch office.
The branch office is managed by a broker associate. The broker associate takes a six-month leave of absence. Because the broker associate will be returning to his position, the principal broker oversees the operation of the branch office by visiting the branch office for an hour every third day, time permitting. Is this situation okay? Well, a principal broker may manage any branch office as well as the main office. The broker only has a nominal control over the branch office and is in violation of Missouri statutes. And that's the correct answer. The broker could manage both offices if most of the licensees work from home. The broker can get special permission from the MREC to manage both offices, and that's not correct. So in this situation, when the branch manager needs to take off for six months and the principal broker just goes over every third day permitting, time permitting, the correct answer is the broker only has nominal control over the branch office and is in violation of the Missouri statutes. Now, a broker could manage more than one office, but they have to show proof and you need to read in the question that they are physically in control and managing those agents daily. But in this situation, the answer is the broker only has nominal control over the branch office and is in violation of the Missouri statutes. A broker hires an unlicensed receptionist and instructs her to give information regarding listings to anyone who calls during the lunch hour. If there are no sales agents in the office, is this permissible? The broker is in violation of the MREC rules by instructing the receptionist to give the listing information, and that's the correct answer. Other choices were, is in violation of the MREC rules because all receptionists must be licensed. That's not true. Is not in violation because the broker instructed her to give information only when there are no sales agents in the office, and that's not true. Is not in violation because the receptionist is an employee, and that's not true. So again, the correct answer is, is in violation of the MREC rules by instructing the receptionist to give the listing information. The principal broker of an independent real estate company takes an extended vacation for nine months. The broker appoints her top-selling salesperson to manage the other salespersons while on vacation. Is this acceptable? Yes, the broker can appoint anyone she feels is qualified to manage the licensees in her absence. Well, that's not true because the word anyone should be any broker or licensed broker. So we've got to mark that answer off. Yes, but only if the MREC is made aware of the appointment. Well, that's not true because, again, it would have to be a broker manager. No, the company would have to close the for the period while the broker is on vacation. That's not true. Um, is this acceptable? And the final answer is no. A salesperson cannot act in the capacity of a sales manager. It has to be some type of a broker. 
A broker shall notify the commission in writing within how many days after changing the address of a branch office. Is it 10 days? 24 hours? 30 days? Or 3 days? A broker shall notify the commission in writing within how many days after changing the address of a branch office. And the correct answer is 10 days. A broker salesperson acting as a sales manager for a branch office has terminated his relationship with the principal broker. The principal broker has hired another broker salesperson as sales manager. How is the commission notified of this change? Notification is not necessary because it is not the principal broker who is leaving the company. The broker shall notify the commission within 24 hours by certified mail of the change. The broker shall notify the commission within 10 days in writing of the change. The broker is required to notify the Missouri Real Estate Commission, but it is not required to note it, but it is required to notify the AHC that the first sales manager was terminated. Well, in this situation, whenever there's a change in a branch manager, the correct answer is the broker shall notify the commission within 10 days in writing of the change, same way with an address change, any other items that affect the branch office. The broker of Redland Realty decides to open a branch office on the east side of town because of sudden rise in real estate sales in that area. She chooses the name Redbird Realty as the branch name so she can differentiate the filing between the two offices. Is this permissible? No, the branch office cannot have separate files. No, the branch office must operate under the same name as the main office. And that's the correct answer. The other two choices were, yes, a branch office can and should have a different name from the main office. That's not true. Or, yes, the broker must notify the attorney general and the MREC of the name of the branch office. That's not true. Remember, Just remember, Branch offices have to have the same name as a parent office. A broker associate is the sales manager at a branch office with over 50 sales agents. The main office, managed by the principal broker, has 75 sales agents. One of the salespersons working at the branch office has been found guilty of a violation of Chapter 339 of the Missouri Statutes. Could the principal broker be held responsible for the sales agent's actions? Yes, even if the sales agent is not under the direct supervision, the principal broker could be held responsible for the activities at the branch office? And that is the correct answer. And rather than reading all of the other choices, just remember 
The principal broker, the designated broker, is responsible for all of the licensees of the company, regardless of what branch office they work out of. Marva is a receptionist at ABC Realty, where she plans to hold a salesperson's license. She recently passed the licensing exam and made arrangements with the broker at ABC Realty to remain as receptionist after she's licensed. The broker signed her license application, and Marva mailed the application to the MREC via certified mail. When can Marva start practicing real estate? As of the date and time stamp on the certified letter with the application? No, that's only good for transfers, remember? And it has to be a trackable mailing. Ten days after the date of the certified letter with application? I don't think we've talked about that. When the broker receives her license or work permit from the MREC? That's the correct answer. And the final choice was... Immediately, if she's giving, if she's only giving listing information via phone. So the, again, the correct answer, Marva, first-time licensee. When can she start practicing real estate? When the broker receives her license or work permit from the MREC. When the MREC approves the license application for salesperson, the license is mailed to the salesperson at his home address, is mailed to the salesperson at his office address, is mailed via certified mail to the broker, is mailed to the broker. When the MREC approves a license application for a salesperson, the license is mailed to the broker. Where are the licenses of salespersons held? In the regular place of business or branch office of the broker? The salesperson is to carry her license at all times? In the broker's own office? On display in the reception area of the company? So again, where are the licenses of salespersons held? The answer, in the regular place of business or branch office of the broker. The license of all licensees in a brokerage firm shall be displayed on the wall in the reception area, kept in a fireproof safe, held at the MREC for safekeeping, displayed to any member of the public upon request. So the license of all licensees in a brokerage firm shall be displayed to any member of the public upon request. A broker hires an unlicensed person part-time to help with certain duties while the broker is out doing property showings. This part-time person can only be paid as a salaried employee, can answer general questions about her broker's current listings, 
can perform clerical tasks, can design and print flyers for the broker's listings. A broker hires an unlicensed person part-time to help with certain duties while the broker is out doing property showings. This part-time person can perform clerical tasks. Now, there was another choice, can design and print flyers for the broker's listings. That would fall under clerical task. Again, if you see a question, always go with the most obvious. And keep in mind, they may be a little different than this. But the correct answer is can perform clerical task. A broker has left copies of the multiple listing service MLS sheets of his listings with his unlicensed assistants in case anyone calls about his listings while he is out of the office. In this situation, the broker has violated the MREC statutes. The broker has not violated MREC statutes if the assistant reads directly from the MLS sheets and changes no information. Only the unlicensed assistant has violated MREC statutes. The unlicensed assistant would be fined $2,500. In this situation, the correct answer is the broker has violated the MREC statutes. A licensee candidate has passed his exam, completed the requirements for license application, and is waiting for the MREC to send his license to his broker. He posts on his social media page that within two weeks, he will be licensed as a real estate agent in Missouri and to be sure to watch for updates so he can be hired to assist his friends in purchasing a home. The candidate, well, I don't need to read all the answers because we've talked about this before, the correct answer is, has violated Missouri statutes because he is advertising his business before his license application is approved. John Carr is a salesperson with XYZ Realty. He decides to sell his home and list it with his broker. The for sale sign in John's yard must include XYZ Realty, must state for sale by owner-agent, must include John's phone number, must state the price of the home. Now, John Carr is a salesperson with XYZ Realty. He decides to sell his home and list it with the broker. And that's the key point there. He listed it with his broker. The for sale sign in John's yard must include XYZ Realty. Now, if John decided to sell this as a for sale by owner, the correct answer would be must state for sale by owner agent. But because John listed it with XYZ Realty, then the sign must include XYZ Realty. Now, remember, on the sales contract... John must still disclose he has a licensed uh, interest as a real estate agent and he has, a li- he has an interest in the home. But on the for sale sign, since it's listed with XYZ Realty, 
It just needs to state XYZ Realty. Again, you could see this question in a different version. And if John did not list with XYZ Realty, the sign needs to have for sale by owner agent. In both examples, John would still need to disclose on the contract he is a licensed agent. There can be no unfair competition. Salesperson Andrea of Marketable Realty lists her client's home for sale. Andrea purchased space on a billboard to advertise the home. Andrea works mostly from her home office, so she orders the billboard to read, Home for Sale by Andrea of Marketable Realty. Call my mobile number at 555-5555. Has Andrea done anything wrong? Yes, Andrea must also include the address of Marketable Realty. Yes, Andrea must also indicate the phone number of Marketable Realty. No, Andrea has properly advertised. No, Andrea was smart to purchase a billboard. Again, has Andrea done anything wrong by just listing her mobile phone number only? And the answer is yes, Andrea must also include the phone number of Marketable Realty. You do not have to include the address, but you do have to have the broker's office phone number in all advertisements. A listing where a licensee will purchase a seller's real estate if it is not purchased by a third party is known as a net listing, a growth listing, a generated listing, or a guaranteed listing. A listing where a licensee will purchase a seller's real estate if it is not purchased by a third party is known as a Guaranteed listing. Any written advertisement by a licensee of a guaranteed sales plan shall include a statement advising the seller of the cost and conditions that apply in print at least 10% as large as the largest print in the advertisement, at least 25% as large as the smallest print in the advertisement, at least one-fourth as large as the largest print in the advertisement, at least one-eighth as large as the largest print in the advertisement. And the correct answer is 25% or one-fourth as large as the largest print, not the smallest print, but a fourth as large as the largest print in the advertisement. Salesperson Mark lists his fiance's home for sale. Salesperson Mark shall make his status as a licensee known in writing to other parties in the transaction. And that's the correct answer. And I could go on and read the other choices, but it's just important for you to understand that if there is a some kind of a direct relationship, either a family member, a fiance, you need to make known your status as a licensee in writing to the other parties in the transaction. There can be no unfair competition. 
Client Sam hires salesperson Mary to find a tenant for his rental property. Sam tells Mary that he does not want a for rent sign in the yard. Mary puts up a sign in the yard despite what Sam wishes, beside, besides what Sam's wishes were, because she feels it will move the property quickly. Mary is acting in the best interest for Sam, is in violation of the Missouri statutes, is fulfilling her fiduciary responsibility to Sam, should discuss the situation with her broker before removing the sign. Well, in this example, Mary is in violation of the Missouri statutes because Sam did not want a for rent sign in the yard. A salesperson is driving his clients to a showing and on the way, the client notices a home for sale by owner, and he would like to view it immediately. The salesperson asks the owner of the home if he can show the client the property. The homeowner agrees the salesperson has acted in the best interest of the buyer client, has acted in the best interest of the seller customer, has violated Missouri statutes because he did not obtain written authorization from the seller to show the property, has violated Missouri statutes because he did not have the exclusive agency agreement with the buyer. And the homeowner and the salesperson in this situation, the correct answer is, has violated Missouri statutes because the salesperson should always obtain written authorization from the seller to show the property. Listing agreements must contain a clause regarding automatic contract renewal, a clause regarding the number of showings per day, a clause regarding the loan balance due by the seller, an expiration date. Remember, listing agreements must contain an expiration date. Seller John hears about his friend Clayton becoming a newly licensed salesperson. Seller John contacts Clayton and asks him to list his home. Clayton should... Tell John that he can take the listing after his current agency agreement expires. Tell John he cannot take the listing unless the, he fires his current agent. Take the listing and explain the situation to the current listing agent. Inform the current listing agent's broker that he, that he is friends with the client and ask that the listing be revoked. Again, seller John hears about his friend Clayton becoming a newly licensed salesperson. Seller John contacts Clayton and asks him to list his home. Clayton should tell John that he can take the listing after his current agency agreement expires. Net listings are legal in Missouri, not legal in Missouri, legal if the seller approves, legal if the broker and seller agree in writing. Net listings are 
not legal in Missouri. Salesperson Mary writes a purchase offer on a property for her buyer client. Mary's client will be submitting $2,000 earnest money, but will not have access to the funds until Monday morning when a direct deposit will be made into the buyer's bank account. What is the best way for Mary to submit the offer? Mary should have the client write a check on the account and present it with the offer as the check will probably not be cashed until Monday. Mary should advise the buyer to borrow the earnest money from a family member. Mary should submit the offer and include that the earnest money will be submitted on Monday. Mary should wait until Monday to submit the offer with the earnest money. Well, the best way for Mary to submit the offer would be to submit the offer and include that the earnest money will be submitted on Monday. Broker Sam lists a property whereby his commission is over 94% of the list price. This type of listing is an open listing, a net listing, a flat rate listing, or an exclusive agency listing. Again, Broker Sam lists a property whereby his commission is over 94% of the list price. This type of listing is a net listing. Broker Tom received earnest money in cash from a buyer's agent. The closest branch for Dan's escrow account was 20 miles away. Concerned that the cash could be misplaced, Dan deposited the cash into his local bank business account, wrote a check on the account for the amount of the earnest money, and drove the deposit to the bank where the escrow was held to deposit the check. Has Dan acted properly in this situation? And the answer is Dan has violated the MREC rules. You can never commingle money, even in this example. So just remember... You can never take earnest money, whether it's a check or cash, and put it into your bank account. That is considered commingling, and it is a violation of the Missouri Real Estate Commission rules. In which of the following situations shall the licensee provide a form disclosing the referral of business? The licensee provides the client a list of all lenders in the town. The licensee refers an inspection company in which he has controlling ownership interest. The licensee owns the real estate company. Or the licensee is related to the buyer. In which of the following situations shall the licensee provide a form disclosing the referral of business? And the correct answer is, the licensee refers an inspection company in which he or she has a controlling ownership interest. Can a broker make changes to the standard language in a listing agreement to accommodate the unique genera or genre of a neighborhood? And the answer is no, a broker can only fill in the blanks of forms approved by legal counsel. So 
Can a broker make changes to the standard language in a listing contract? Absolutely not. We can only fill in the blanks. And remember that court case is Hulse versus Krieger. A salesperson is contacted by a friend who is selling his home on his own without the use of a broker. The salesperson's friend has received an offer on the property and requests that the salesperson let him use the local MLS sales contract form. The salesperson should let his friend use the MLS form but cannot change, charge him to use it, should charge his friend to fill out the form for him but not let him fill it out on his own, should not let his friend use the form unless he agrees to pay his broker a flat fee to use the form, or shall neither prepare nor charge his friend a fee for the form. And since his friend is selling his house on his own, again, the correct answer would be shall neither prepare nor charge his friend for the form. When working with a client in a purchase of a home, a broker discovers that the heir of a former owner has claimed ownership interest in the home. What is the best answer for the action the broker should take? The broker should refer the client to an attorney to obtain a quitclaim deed. The broker should discuss contract or contact should discuss and contact the person making claim on the property to discuss the situation and try to convince them to dismiss the claim. The broker should have the client contact the claimant to resolve the issue monetarily, or the broker should consult a colleague to help determine how to get the claimant to rescind the claim. So anytime you have this situation where there is a uh, former heir or a problem with the claimant of ownership, the broker should always refer the client to an attorney to obtain legal advice, or in this case, the correct answer was to obtain a quitclaim deed. Accompanying an offer, a buyer submits a promissory note as earnest money. Would this be acceptable? No, earnest money must be in the form of check or cash only. No, earnest money cannot be in the form of a promissory note. Yes, if the buyer does not have a check or cash, or yes, if the seller agrees in writing. And the answer is yes, if the seller agrees in writing. This question's been very popular on the real estate exam. You might see it in the form of a diamond ring or a boat or a fur or a promissory note. And if the seller agrees in writing, it's perfectly permissible. A buyer and seller are disputing earnest money being held by the broker on a purchase the buyer refused to complete. The parties refuse to agree on who is entitled to the earnest money. How many days must the broker wait from the date of the dispute to disperse the escrow money? 30 days, 60 days, 3 days, or 10 days? And the correct answer is 60 days. Now remember, that does not mean you could not still be held liable in a civil court. But the Real Estate Commission says if you wait 60 days, the correct way to do this, and you would probably see on the exam, is that the broker would then, after 60 days, 
send a certified letter, and if you do not hear anything within 15 days after receipt of the letter, you could disperse the escrow or earnest money. Regarding a dispute on earnest money, in the absence of a pending civil action or written release, and upon passage of 60 days from the date of dispute, the broker may disperse escrow monies to the seller, the buyer, either party based upon the decision made by the hearing of the MREC, or either party based upon a good faith decision by the broker that the opposite party has failed to perform as agreed. And that's the correct answer. Either party based upon a good faith decision by the broker that the opposite party has failed to agree.